Hello and welcome to another episode of Invarious and Peckapalooza. We are two geeks who talk about everything I am Peckapalooza. And as always, I'm joined by my cousin, Invarious. Good Hello. day. Hello. Welcome. How are we doing? Marvelous. I actually just got back a couple of hours ago from Atlanta. And boy, are your arms tired. I know, right? Now, I had a great time. Um, I was working at one of my trade show events, and uh, so that was really fun. What about you? Oh, you know, just been a weekend. Been a weekend. Can't can't really uh, say that. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Something a little odd happened yesterday. I had Let's to work on Saturday. I, I typically don't work on Saturdays. Unacceptable. I know. It was good of you. But, uh, you God's know. God's work. That's things, good things have to be done for people when they have to be done so i had a, a crazy thing happen this week you want to hear it a little short story i love short stories that are crazy do you then welcome i actually got to meet two uh of the actors from stranger things really child or adult child actually they're not children anymore they're all they're all adults now they're, they're definitely adults but um but yeah not not uh not like David Harbor. No, no, yeah, right. right. It, you, so you didn't meet David Harbor. You didn't meet uh, Winona Ryder. I did not meet those two. So the story goes down like this. I'm at my favorite location, of which I'm a member, um, in Atlanta called the Red Phone Booth. Now, this is a speakeasy. It's like a Prohibition era type of place. Uh, there's just literally a red phone booth on the side of the street. And if you know how to get in, then in that red phone booth, you can go through a false door uh, and it'll just take you in. So it's like so, the Ministry of Magic. It, exactly. That's that is exactly what it's like. You don't Excellent. go down though. You go through. Oh, well, nine three quarters. That's a shame. So, that would be the the better way to get in would be if the floor drops out yeah. from underneath you and you're yeah. like on a slide to a like a beanbag yeah, or something. Just, just a slide, yeah. Or so a ball anyway, pit. So <laughs> this is this is this place is awesome. It's great. I, I, amazing place in Atlanta for anybody listening to go. Um, and while I'm there, I'm, I entertain people for work. And, uh, and then, you know, towards the end of the night, I'm like, you know, I think I'll have a little me time. And so I normally reserve a section for uh, just myself. And, uh, but it was occupied. So that was okay. I went to the back to play some pool. And they have a pool table in the back. So I had my friend uh, come back there with me. Um, he is a, an actor in, in Atlanta as well. His name's Trey. And, um, and so we just go back there and play a little bit of pool. Well, Conversation's good. Uh, four people come in, and I, I didn't know who they were. I was just like, uh, they asked if they could play, and I was like, sure, yeah, go ahead. And so we're having this conversation, and they get into this spot of playing pool. It's couples. There's a guy and a girl. The guy has like flyaway hair, and the girl, you know, is petite, and and then they have their friends as well. And and it's they're playing couples, and the pool table game is so crazy. Like they're they're playing, and they've got the eight ball surrounded by all the stripes and they're asking what do we do to sink the eight ball and they ask my uh, my opinion i say you know just let them hurt themselves your opponents you know you're, you're gonna you're likely to cause yourself a problem so they go on and at the end of it oh you may want to play and so i said yeah yeah i'll play yeah absolutely um so i, I jumped up there and, and play but while i'm doing that my buddy he he's like um kind of has the eyebrows raised kind of think look on him. i'm like what's wrong with you you know who these people are, right? <laughs> His eyes are like, wait, I'm like, oh, are they? And then I look and I'm like, they are. And so I realized uh, right away, you know, that um, it was the the girl who plays Nancy 
Um, so who is Natalia D uh, Dyer, and then uh, also the one who plays Jonathan, the older brother of Will. And, and they're um, they're dating in real life. Yeah, dating in real life, Charlie Heaton. Yeah. Um, so I, I go up to Charlie and I say, uh, hey, great job on this latest season. He was like, oh, thanks. He's British, you know? Yeah. So uh, it was really cool to listen to him talk. Well, so I'm playing his friend, Carlos, and um, we're just uh, playing and I, I, I beat him. And while this is happening, Charlie says, he's like, you know, the UK rules are different with pool. You know, like there would be a foul and then the opponent gets to pick up or gets to have two shots, more than one shot. And so I said, you know, hey, you know, I will, I, I will happily, you know, play your UK rules. Let's you and me play. And so he's, he's all about it. So, so then Carlos, his friend, decides that he's going to turn on the Rocky music, you know, because it's US <laughs> versus UK. It's bum, 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 you know, da, da, da. <clears throat> yeah, we're just having a great time playing this game. Well, Charlie says to me beforehand, he's like, well, why don't we make it more interesting? How about $20 a ball? Holy I crap. Like, <laughs> I was like, well, how about we make it more interesting? Like, how about if I win, I get to take a picture with you so I can give it to my 13-year-old daughter? And so he's like, well, what if I win? I said, well, you get a picture of me for your kids. Of me for your future 13-year-old daughter. Laughed all that off. But anyway, so I played him and I won. And so I got the I got the picture and you can see it on the red phone booth Atlanta's uh, uh, site. They, they put it on on their uh, on their Facebook page. So it was crazy. They were really nice. But that was my uh, that happened to me this week. Well, that's really cool. Um, that, so, that's awesome. You shouldn't you shouldn't have given in to his UK rules, though. We fought a war of independence to get away from their rules. <laughs> All right. I was hosting. I was hosting the Brits, you know, so I was just trying. To nice. I guess they are our allies these days. <laughs> oh, I saw, all right. I saw, um, hold on real quick. I saw, do this, what? I saw this meme saying for July 4th, it said at July 4th, 1776. And then it had um, the Queen of England. He says, happy birthday, America. <laughs> the Queen of England, you know, like as a, as a card -er. So, We're all right. So let's colonies. hit it up. All right, so we are actually taking a break from uh, movies, uh, which is typically what we've been talking about lately, uh, that and Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, and we're actually getting to something we haven't uh, dived into, or d dived, dove, d we dove, we had, did we dove, we dove, we, we, we have not dived into this since uh, our third episode, we're getting to comic books today, but Absolutely. specifically, we're going to be talking about what? The death and life of Superman. The series started it all. Man, well, I, I mean, really, that, what started it all was like Action Comics number one way back in '38. But that's true. But you know, and I, you know, we did this podcast of the Five Robins, you know, and I really enjoyed that, you know, just going through it. But truth be known, I mean, for me, when I think about comic books that made an impact and for me that that just oh comic books it was this series it was this storyline this and the batman nightfall yeah you know, that, those two were i mean there's been so many there's crisis of earths and all that but for me this was the one you yeah. know and those those two stories death of superman and uh, and nightfall both happened right around the same time um, it's it's like DC Comics 
all at once decided, hey, let's shake up our two biggest characters. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, it's the 90s. They've got to compete with not just Marvel, who, you know, have just exploded with with X-Men. Spider-Man had the the what the the clone uh, saga, Um, you know, and and then uh, Image Comics, of course, was, um, you know, in third place. But they were a they were a quickly rising, you know, giving DC a, a run for their money for that second place spot. And yeah. may have actually overtaken them at some point. Yeah. Um, with like Gen 13, Wildstorm, you know, so many, so many of those uh, great uh, image titles that were coming out in the 90s because you, you had talent like Jim Lee, uh, Todd McFarlane with Spawn. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, DC really had to kick things up a notch. Um, and so, of course, uh, this is this is back in the day when uh, so at the time there were four Superman titles. There was of course the classic action comics, Superman, right. uh, just you know playing Superman. There was the Adventures of Superman, and Man then there was Superman Man of Steel. Yeah. Uh, so so you got a brand new Superman comic book every week of the month. Yeah, and uh, and. And this is this is a time when you know I look back at this and continuity was tight. Yeah, with, especially with with the Superman comics, or maybe not in the entire DC universe. I wouldn't say that the whole you know universe was was tightly woven together as far as continuity goes. But you look at the Batman titles; they are very tightly continuous. And then you've got the Superman titles, and and then you've got the others that are a little more disjointed but you know still sort of tie in but but superman in particular each issue that came out didn't just have the issue number but also had a triangle number yeah that so that you knew all right so this issue of man of steel comes after this issue of action comics that was extremely helpful oh yeah that that was pretty awesome and you you still had the benefit of seeing different you know, artist styles, you know, for the different ones and writing. Um, but, it, you know, I think, and I think you and I are similar in this, that that um, Dan Jurgens was, I mean, that is my guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I think about Superman, I say, my mind goes, Dan Jurgens. Yeah. Dan Jurgens uh, was my favorite uh, writer. He wrote and uh, penciled um, the Superman title. Yeah, and that's um, that's the Superman that I that I see as Superman. All will always see as Superman. It's it's yeah. in my mind. His his style of of drawing is very yeah. very classic. Um, you know, it's it it's very uh very distinctive as far as you know. Com- when when I compare it to uh, the other artists that you would see um, with those four main titles. Um, his was absolutely, yeah, I agree. Uh, definitely my favorite. Um, and yeah, in my mind too, that's, that's kind of what I picture. That's where my mind goes. Um, you know, I think a lot of like older folks would, uh, would look back at, at some of those silver age comics and would probably mention, uh, you know, artists like Kurt Swan, uh, who, you know, was a Superman artist for so many years. 
Um, and so a lot of a lot of folks who are older than us probably, you know, in their mind's eye, they see Superman as depicted by him. But sure. but, you know, <clears throat> for us, we grew up in the 90s. This was. Yeah, you're right. Dan, Dan Jurgens was was the guy. Um, and uh, and it was actually so it was in that title they were building up to uh superman number 75 which featured the actual death of superman but before we get to that um do you know the story behind it the story behind like the the development of how they came up with doing this yeah yeah um i i know i know that there was some struggles with um with this the storyline or the following you know and that they were revamping and i know that that at this same time a year later in 93 this was in 92 by the way right yeah. when all this was happening um they had, when they were developing it yeah so and then you had um lois and clark the adventure superman come on with warner brothers with um that show with dean kane and terry hatcher so i, I know that there were a lot of efforts being done because it, it seemed like it was falling off you know in the following but that's that's the most i know what what more do you know so so the Every year, the the way the legend goes, as, as far as I've read it, um, the the editors and the writers and artists, you know, they'd all get together. The creators for each of these individual titles would get together annually and have what they called a super summit. And they would plan out the entire year of, of stories. And, uh, you know, that way, whatever needed to tie together would, if you had individual issues with individual stories, uh, you know, they'd make sure that nothing would break continuity. And, and when it comes to, when it came down to, uh, you know, telling the big stories, it's like, what, what are we going to do? Well, Superman or Clark Kent and Lois Lane had been engaged to be married for a couple of years at this point. And so they really wanted to get them married. However, like you said, the new adventures of Superman, Lois and Clark with Dean Cain and, Terry Hatcher was just getting off the ground over on ABC and they didn't want to have them married in the comics before the relationship took off on the TV show. And so Warner brothers kind of handed down this uh, directive. They can't get married until they're getting married on the TV show. So then they're stuck with like, all right, that was our big plan for the year. What are we going to do? And I think it was, it might've been Jerry Ordway, who was one of the writers uh, who just threw it out there. Why don't we kill him? And this is the kind of thing that had been thrown out there before, like as a joke, it's like the, it's a running joke at the super summit, like every year, why don't we kill him? And then this time they were like, what if we do kill him? And so that's where the entire thing was born and it came came to uh you know what's gonna kill him it you know it can't be lex luther finally you know gets the upper hand it can't be kryptonite it can't be something common it's got to be something new something we haven't seen before right and that's when doomsday was born and remind me this because you know as i was reading you know i i got we had we talked about the comic books individually are gone from you know go from us from i don't know if you still have a copy of of the little ones but you know yeah, I've, got, I've got you know the the uh graphic novel yeah yeah i've got that one signed in together and and this one you know it starts off with just him punching 
you know, doomsday. Yeah. Punching, punching in. But I, but when I was thinking back in my mind, I thought, didn't it? Wasn't it more subtle than that? Like it, like there were little hints at the Those... beginning of a whole bunch of comic books that had something like that doomsday's comic right so yeah those those were actually so in the collected edition those pages are the final pages for each issue for a month leading up to the doomsday storyline right and none of us knew what was going on but you had this hint and you're right like, oh, and you know. and each one got progressively worse right yeah. Yeah. so it's like you've you've got something something with this green glove punching a metal wall and it's like what's what's happening and and the last the last page the last little box just says doomsday is coming right and for those very ominous like if you've seen doomsday or you've watched you know some people listening might have seen like the uh superman batman versus superman movie and and you think oh that's doomsday and and you know they they called him that and they tried to make him look but he that's not doomsday really no. you know <laughs> so what we see in this time is you end up seeing just this green you don't you don't know what he looks like on it you don't see the gray monster with bony structures you don't nah. see all that he's just a, a a i mean you have no idea what he is he's just wearing yeah. a green outfit you know well as as he's punching his way out that that glove kind of starts to fall apart and we get a glimpse of his actual fist yeah. with the bony protrusions on his right. knuckles and that's how he, he breaks out so in that first issue that we actually see doomsday i believe it's um uh a man of steel issue um where where the storyline actually like the the main story has nothing to do with nothing. with doomsday it's it's superman dealing with um some uh, uh i think they were war world uh refugees it was the, it was the underworld people that yeah. were yeah, yeah. Well, some of the, so some of the underworld. So back in the '90s, there were several stories that led up to having an underworld in Metropolis, uh, and people like almost like mole people who li lived under the city. Right. Uh, there were um, there were refugee aliens from War World after the whole Panic in the Sky storyline, which had happened about a year before that, and uh, through the Cadmus Project, there were several um, genetic. Or manipulation really. yeah. i mean something like that where you know and that's probably something that leads up to it too you know you had a few things in play like for example lex luther lex luther at this point is quote dead yeah and he had died from wasn't it kryptonite poisoning from his ring yeah you know, allegedly well allegedly right and then you have this new lex luther too which is um he's australian isn't he yeah and he's got, he's young, he's fit, he's got red hair, and he's got a red beard with no mustache, and he is, you know, and he is dating the Supergirl of that time. Who is not uh, Superman's cousin. No, she's Matrix. She is, um, she's a shapeshifter. Shapeshifter, right. From another it's dimension. Always, <laughs> it's always good to have, it's, a, complicated. You know, it's nice to have a friend who has a truck. It's also helpful to have a friend that's a shapeshifter, as we find out at the very end of this whole sure. thing but you know so you've got that going on and um and it's it's just i mean the the landscape of what's of this whole period is just pretty status quo you got a lot of storylines so what happens from this where doomsday is making his way from where he is all the way to metropolis is just like what 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 is going on especially when he has his first encounter with the justice league 
Well, first, like, tell us what what Doomsday looks like there at the beginning, because, you know, before he's even a blip on anybody's radar, um, you know, again, he's not what we wind up seeing in the end or what people think of as Doomsday. He's in this just green outfit. Right. Has no face. We just see red, almost like goggles for eyes. And he's His, got conduits all kind of around him. Yeah, you know, that, that are supposed to keep him bound. His left arm, his yeah, left arm right. is still like tied behind his back. Behind his back, which again, as he encounters the, his first wave with the Justice League, he decimates them with one arm behind his back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a, great, there's a great scene where Doomsday's breaking out in the comics where it shows Doomsday with one arm pushing forward, breaking out of the rock. And then on the other page, it's got Superman flying up in the sky with mm-hmm. Doomsday written for the title of the comic book, you know, with an exclamation point. And that that's just, it's really cool because at that point, it's all going to culminate together. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's a bit of arrogance, you know, with, uh, with all of this, where everybody kind of just assumes we'll handle this. You know, some of the names that we had going on with the Justice League, um, at the time, I don't, I don't know if it was the full all were full members of the Justice League, right? Well, so at this point, this this wasn't what you consider the A list team of right. Justice Leaguers. This was right. this was almost a forgotten team uh, at this point in, in the Blue game. Gold. You had Booster Gold, Blue Gold. Beetle, right. Fire, Ice, Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. Ma- Maxima was she? She was there with them. Yeah, Maxima and, was part of them. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, wait, wait. So at this point, Guy Gardner wasn't a Green Lantern anymore, was he? Yeah, he had the yellow yeah. ring. He, yeah, he was kicked out. Yeah, that's right. He had Sinestro's ring at this point. So, so, but he's still basically same powers as a Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had a guy named Bloodwind, right? Right. And they were all Blue Beetle was all like, it was mysterious. He was like, I'm still trying to, they're doing his thoughts while they're going after Doomsday. He's like, still, who is this mysterious man? You know? And I never, I never trying to figure out who Bloodwind was. Yeah, I never knew anything about him because even when you know uh, Doomsday fights him and he gets like in this blazing infer- inferno, Blue, Be- Blue Beetle realizes who he is. Yeah, and he's like, and then we never know from this. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. known anything. That's about that's one of those stories that carried on uh, long after doomsday was over after Superman had, had died. And, um, you know, the justice league title continued and I'm pretty sure I had those, those issues and, and read those stories, but I honestly, I cannot remember, uh, who Bloodwind turned out to be. I know it had something to do with Martian Manhunter. Okay. Do Do you remember when like, you know, you got doomsday and they're doing some subtle stuff at the beginning, where it's like the, the little bird, the finch or whatever, just lays on his hand to yeah. feet, and then it goes glorp or something yeah. like that. He just squishes the bird yeah. in his hand. And he it, uh, somehow gets a deer to come up to him and then crushes its neck. You know, he's very inviting. And then <laughs> yeah. a deer goes up to but him. But it like turns a, out he's a, a monstrous uh, murder machine. Then he takes the tree branch because, you know, Blue Beetle's got his Blue Beetle vehicle flying through and oh yeah yeah uses it as a spear right and it goes right through the the ship and they all go crashing down and they just they are just waylaid by him i mean and it's great it's i mean 
pretty graphic for its time. You know yeah. what I mean? Not not for now, comparatively, of course. But you know, Blue Beetle. Is, I mean, he is at I mean, death's door by the time beaten to a pulp. Yeah, um, uh, he's he shouldn't have survived. Like no. you've got you've got something as powerful as Doomsday, and Blue Beetle has no powers. He's yeah. He is a second-class Batman, for all we know. and Yeah, exactly. And do you remember the scene where Booster Gold is doing – is it Booster Gold? One of them is – put, or maybe this guy, Garner, is getting up their force field. And that's the, Booster. It's Booster, right? And the force field's coming up just in time, and then he gets, like, tossed across, you know, far distance. But, man, it was so, like, hardcore. Yeah. No. Yeah, and and Booster is the one who winds up naming the creature Doomsday. That's right. Um, because because it's it's at that point Doomsday knocks him kind of into the stratosphere, and Superman is arriving just then. He catches Booster, and uh, and Booster tells him it's like Doomsday's arrived or something like well, that. Right, and then and as far as like during the fight, it's not like Doomsday's like, hey, I think I'll go to Metropolis. Hey, I'm gonna kill Superman. It, we don't have any sort of indication of that what is what is apparent is as they are fighting, he is getting little hints and advertisements along the way yeah. about Metropolis. Like there is like the funniest part is when he goes into the supermarket or the, the little, you know, a mall area or whatever. And there's a TV that'd be like, hey, you, you know, and he turns yeah. around. You know, and it's a it's like a WrestleMania kind of thing, advertising a marine uh, an arena thing in Metropolis. So he's like starts talking Metropolis, you know. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's like it's like the the man on the television challenged him, and so got to find my way to Metropolis to get to fight in WrestleMania. There's there's yeah. no there's no indication that he is anything other than just a destructive force. You yeah. know, there's no there's no indication that there's a plan. That there's a mind behind, you know, what's going on there. Don't know where he came from. Just that he came from deep in the earth. Yeah, and uh, in, in a confined. And to be clear, deep in the earth, we're talking about in a, uh, a metal um, container that was yeah. buried deep, deep in the earth. And um, and that's all we know, and that's all we will know through this entire series. Yeah, uh, yeah. For uh, I mean, for years, that's that's for, all we were aware of. And, and later it's revealed. We won't go into much of that this time, but you know, I mean, ultimately it's just a destructive force and he meets um, his match, which is Superman, but it is, you know, to the bitter end. And yeah. While this is going on, there's, and it's not that long, really, you know, the, the whole storyline it's, I mean, it's, it's long, but it's not incredibly long. The build though was in my mind, fantastic. You know, how, how the crescendo of the battle went, and, and while this stuff is going on, you have this fight that even goes into the Cadmus project area, mm -hmm. right? They had this tree, like a conservation, um, they, were, they were building something. I think like a about- a city like, made out of trees. Yeah, a city made out of trees. Hab habitat, was that what it was called? Habitat? Habitat, yeah, yeah, that's it. And, <clears throat> uh, you know, they basically wanted to be Ewoks. That's all they wanted. <laughs> they wanted to, you know, what's wrong with them? But well, um, the Ewoks yeah. ate people, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> they weren't cute little fuzzy things. I mean, no, they were vicious. They were vicious things. animals. Um, yeah. So yeah, you've got this path of destruction, and I, and I, I really do think in in the the issues leading up to Superman seventy five, the the death issue, each comic. I don't know if you noticed this. Um, 
started telling the story in fewer panels. So like each page would have four panels, then each page in the next issue would have three panels, then two right. panels. And then by the time you get to Superman number 75, every page is a full page splash. Yep. And it's just because that's, that's, it was, I thought that was a brilliant way to, yep. to just kind of get into the enormous scope of the story. It made it, it made it epic. And so, I mean, and there were some, some pretty, pretty close calls, you know, along the way for devastation and destruction and people getting killed. Um, but really, we don't really see anybody die, right? I mean, per, per se, I mean, other than like non-important characters. Like, yeah, yeah. Random civilians, of course, got caught in the crossfire. But I mean, this is all leading up to Superman. And you start getting in this issue 75, the lingo of what's happening. In fact, it becomes very apparent both from the media in the comic books as well as the Justice League. Everybody's just like, um, this is, he's alone. And he, there is no one who can fight alongside or handle this. Even Maxima, who, you know, is extremely powerful, mm. you know, uh, cannot, cannot handle it, you know, yeah. and, and she has to be, she's asked to pull back. Um, and so we we mentioned earlier too, kind of when we were talking about the backstory with where you had Lex Luthor the second um, and he's dating this, you know, the 90s version of Supergirl. Supergirl's wanting to get out there and, and help right. Superman. He won't, but he won't he's refusing to he's refusing to let her go right. because uh, because secretly and we know this as readers. Right. But, you know, the world in you know, DC comics, that universe at the time did not know Lex Luthor. The second is really just Lex Luthor. Luthor the first. Yeah. yeah they he, saved his brain, put it in a clone body clone body. Yes. And, uh, and, and he's been passing himself off as his own illegitimate son. Yeah. That's <laughs> so right. That so, was some crazy what stuff. About that, what about that scene when doomsday punches once Supergirl gets into the fight? And, and do oh, much as her obliterates her loses her shape-shifting ability and she becomes that purple glob just goo just goo oh my gosh what a, what an image why am i drippings with goo <laughs> am i drippings with goo oh yeah 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 she uh so as it turns out she couldn't have helped at all and so it's it's just it's just him in the end yeah um superman in the end and you know you get I mean, gosh, that scene with him and Lois, you know, and, and him, Lois and Jimmy, really. But then Jimmy's kind of off to the side and they have this uh, moment together. And I mean, where it's Lois and Clark together, Lois, not Clark. Lois and Superman. And he is torn up already. I mean, he is beaten and obliterated. But it's that scene, if you remember, um, when she just has that look on her face. Um, oh, my gosh, I'm just I'm looking at it right here where she says he, he kisses her and he says something very important he says just remember no matter what happens i'll always love you always and he kisses her and then but now doomsday, get doomsday hit, gets and, his and he's going off and he's angry and of course you know uh you got jimmy who's like wow i've never seen big guy so far up but in the background in the, in the bottom i mean you've got lois who's just quietly i mean she's like wait you know come back please come back yeah i mean this is it is heart wrenching. And what? at this point, like you, you know, you you always picture Superman as this like 
image of like perfection, right? His his suit is is blue and red, and he's got the yellow and the and the cape is in perfect condition. Yeah. That's not how he is now. No, he's, he he's, has been through the fight yeah. of his life. His suit is almost completely decimated. His cape is shredded, and he has bruises and cuts all over his body. Yeah, and he does start landing the blows because at this time he does not hold back. And I think no. what we come to understand is he is always held back. Yeah. You know, and at this point he does not. Yeah, I mean, he realizes those shatter with their blows. Yeah. And he starts to hit him, hit Doomsday so hard that bone fragments start chipping away. And he and, realizes he's finally hurting Doomsday. Yeah. And at the same time, realizing he's going to die. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, he uh, he understands this is this is a fight to the finish, and um and that's what happens on the front step of the uh, the Daily Planet building. Uh, they both land their final punch. It's almost like uh, watching Rocky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With with Rocky and Apollo both throwing right. the same punch at the same time, and they both go down. Both go down. Right. <clears throat> but nobody gets up this time. But nobody I mean, gets up. And he and Superman lives. He doesn't. You know. Uh, uh, you know, after that final blow, he has that little moment with Lois. Yeah, in her arms, and uh, and then he, he he dies. Yeah, and um, you know, they she have reassures a- him that that he stopped Doomsday, that they're going to be okay. Right, and there and there was a whole thing after that. There was a a funeral, you know, huge funeral um, stuff going on. There was, um, you know, Jonathan Kent had you know a heart attack and he was on death's door as well mm-hmm. which he actually sees you know clark and they actually have this encounter in the afterlife you know or in the purgatory or wherever you'd call it in the cloud yeah. you know and um and so you know there there it was an incredibly amazing honoring way in which a big statue is made in centennial park you know that has him uh but holding an eagle, right? A handout. Yeah, he's he's got an eagle, like a uh, head landed on his armor. Yeah, but you know, so that's the death of Superman. But what happened? I, so you know, it's like that. Oh, you know, are they going to come back? Is that it? You know, I think for all of us at the time, it's like, well, he's going to come back. You know, well, of you course, kill Superman, but not in the way. <clears throat> like what happens next was like not even. Like what? You know what I mean? It was well, crazy. And I remember, I remember as a kid, you know, I was going, I was going over to the comic shop every Wednesday. You know, I've, I've got to get the next issue. I've got to get the next issue. I have to know what happens. And you're going through. So the death of Superman has happened. You're going through the funeral uh, issues where, it, like the the storyline was funeral for a friend. Right. And uh, you get through all of that, and it and it kind of shows how. Uh, like the Justice League issue that was tied in with that showed how all the other heroes are mourning. Um, then and there's there's stuff going on in Metropolis. It shows how uh, some of the heroes are trying to take Superman's place and right. and look after the city, you know, in his stead. And then you've got uh, some some really um, shady things going on in the background. You've got Cadmus trying to steal Superman's body from his tomb. Right. You've got Lex Luthor uh, lording it over the the corpse of Superman, kind of like, I couldn't kill you, but I'm sure going to bury you. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was it was Lex Luthor who donated all the money for the memorial. Yeah. Yeah. 
He did um, a proud, at least that he's gone. Let me ask you a quick question before we go further. So, you know, and we're, we're definitely going to have to do a nightfall, you know, Batman. Nightfall. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, but that happened, you know, th- this issue in 75 was January of 93. Yeah. And Batman broke his back in April of 93. Yeah. So what's, what's going on? I know there was a lead up where all the inmates of Arkham got out and I don't want to, I don't want to go into it much, but I, I guess my question is where's Batman in the fight for doomsday? Uh, well, he wasn't part of the justice league at this point. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, I mean, really what would Batman have done? Uh, he would, he would have get thrown a battering at him and it I would mean, have fallen to the ground. Let's, let's think about this logically. Like if, if the justice league had been, the league that uh, that was in the movie or the league that came along in the late nineties in the Grant Morrison run where it's, it's the big seven, you know, yeah. you got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Aquaman, wonder, Martian Manhunter. I thought, I've thought about like, and maybe it wasn't enough time. If you think about it, all this happens so quickly, maybe there's just not enough time for the flash. I mean, there should be enough time for the flash to get there. Right. Oh, sure. But, but I'm just, I wonder I wondered about the absence of it was because their storylines had other things going on that would have prohibited them from being able to be a part of it. Well, let's just consider that the same kind of uh, issue that like people had with MCU movies after the Avengers came out. It's like, well, why isn't uh, Thor helping uh, with the whole Mandarin thing in Iron Man? Why where'd Captain America go? Why is he not helping out? That's because he's trying to save the president. What's going on with that? Because it's a little bit just, because you can't have everybody in the same titles. You just, you, you got to spread them out. Yeah, but, no, uh, for me, I think it's just more like a question of where they, where they occupied. Yeah. You know, or anything like that. And it's probably, I think that's probably the case. Yeah. If they had storylines going on, it wouldn't have been appropriate from a writing standpoint to bring in everybody. Oh, no, yeah. Batman was the funeral. Yeah, no, well, they all were. I mean, Batman yeah. was there, Wonder Woman. I mean, Wonder Woman should have, should have been part of that fight. She's a, she's a heavy hitter. Yeah, she was in the movie. <clears throat> yeah, well, let's not talk about the movie. That's not that's not Doomsday. That's, that's an abomination. That's not Doomsday. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you've you've got you've got all this stuff happening with the funeral and and so like I said, when I was a kid and and reading through these, you get what was great. So this is something I loved about the comics growing up. Uh, at this at this point in in history. At the end of each issue, you had the the editor's column, and you had uh, letters from fans that had they'd written and sent in, and they printed letters, and and the editor would uh, would respond to the letters, and then at the end of that column, you had the almost like the preview for yeah. what's coming in the next issue of like like so next week, say Action Comics is coming out, then the week after that, Adventures of Superman is coming out. And I remember at the end of the funeral storyline, when you get to those boxes, it's like the big one, the big, the next big issue after the funeral was over was going to be Adventures of Superman number 500. And that and the next three issues after that, it said uh, something to the effect of there's no information for these issues at this time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, then what's going to happen? What and they you, all went on hiatus. Yeah. Like there was nothing. There was nothing from the Superman world for months. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it it was just like what are, what are we doing with our lives yeah it was everybody's on on the uh the edge waiting and then issue 500 was the one with um you know where where jonathan kent and and uh superman have the the little dream not dream but it was like Sort of like an afterlife sequence. It was an afterlife kind of sequence, and it was or uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Had like uh, it said, "Back from the dead," you know, or something like that. A question. Yeah, Yeah. and we're that was that was after you know at the end of the funeral storyline, we're left on a cliffhanger where Jonathan was you know he had his heart attack, he's in the hospital and he's flatlining. Yeah, and it's like, well, what's going to happen next? Is Jonathan going to die? Pa Kent can't die. I mean, Superman just died. Kill them all. You know, what's you're the- killing everybody off. Yeah. So, um, but then we get into it and, and they go in a crazy direction, which was pretty awesome because the covers on these little comics were just like really cool because you have four different supermen that yeah. show up. Now, in all fairness, with, you know, this reign of the Superman series is not really four supermen saying that they're Superman. All right, so, so just just leading off, there's really only two of them who are acting like that. that they're they, claiming to be Superman, the original Superman. Yeah, you, know, you got the the other two, which are st- end up being Steel, uh, which is John Henry Irons, and you have Superboy, who don't want to be called Superboy ever. No, uh, they he wants to be called Superman, but yeah. he's like 15. Come on, yeah, shut but, up. But they don't they don't attest to be Superman. In fact, John Henry Irons, his story, he's Steel, right? Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, right? Yeah, so, let's sorry. not talk about that either. <laughs> sorry, no, no, no. But but he is. I mean, he's he's a John Henry Irons. He was someone who was saved by Superman. He's a construction worker, and he ends up he saved somebody's life, but then he was going to fall and die himself, and he uh, and he gets saved by Superman. So when he dies, he's inspired um, to combat the crime that's going on and the gun war going on in his community. Because, well, and let's not forget his backstory either. He's, he, you know, we find out he is actually like a brilliant scientist he, yeah. engineer. He is, yeah. Um, so he basically, like his, his steel suit, I wouldn't say it's like um, an Iron Man suit per se, but it kind of <laughs> is. Right. You know? it's, it's a malleable kind of metal that allows you to be able to move, you know, and I, I don't understand how... That word. I don't think they were really intending for any of us to understand how that worked. Comic book technology. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, he was inspired to pick up the mantle and he wears the S, you know, on his metal suit. In honor of Superman. He's honoring it. Yeah. Whereas Superboy in his issue comes out and he busts out of Cadmus Labs. Well, basically he gets busted out by some of those other little mutants. Yeah. And, and he is basically a clone of Superman. At this time, let me ask you real quick, because I know from my show Titans and, and Connor and all that stuff that super the Superboy clone is both a clone of a mix between Superman and Lex Luthor. Does this Superboy later in the comics, does it get revealed that he that he's both for yeah. this character? Okay. That's that's <coughs> that's an element to the story that they didn't introduce until um Superboy was part of the Teen Titans in the early 2000s. Okay, but this is still the same. But yeah, it's it's on himself Connor. Yeah, he's right? he's All the right. same same person. Um yeah, eventually he takes the name Connor Kent um and takes on a Kryptonian name Con L. 
Um, and and yeah, so but at this point, he is just simply a clone of Superman, um, to our knowledge, that Cadmus uh, created, you know, very quickly, apparently, uh, you know, they, they stole Superman's body and managed to get a piece of his DNA and and grew Superboy in this uh, in, in the lab. And uh, and it gets busted out and he's got a pretty cool look. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's for the '90s, sure, sure. Yeah, and so when we talked about the Robins before, we had talked about how our, our favorite Robin had that awesome '90s look. Well, this 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 one, he was he was really cool looking. He got that leather jacket got, on. Yeah, leather jacket. He's linen glasses on. You know what I mean? And he, yeah. he had that that one comic where he's got him bent down. He's you know got that. He's he's cool. So. Um, he's he's probably uh, not as cool as he thinks he is. Oh, he's definitely not as cool as he thinks he is. But you but know, he's got so the look. He's got the look. So the two of them, and he ends up just real real quick. He ends up um, connecting with uh, another a reporter, kind of a lower end reporter, I suppose, compared to Lois Lane. She's a TV reporter, definitely not a Cat Grant. But yeah, he, no. He gets connected to her, and and they have this relationship, but. Those two never tested. So when it talks about the different Superman coming up, you know, really, it comes down to two for us at the time, you know, where we're like, what? And, and the first one um, is he comes out and he is in a power suit. He's got like energy powers and he's wearing this yellow visor because um, for, for him to be able to see. And, and what's proposed to us is that he has been generated from the Fortress of Solitude, that he is got he's come from Superman's body. In fact, we see this just that he has actually come from Superman's body. The energy that's been coming from the Fortress of Solitude, you know, gets that and makes him, revives him. And this is our guy. Yeah is not acting like our guy no 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 he is he's much tougher on criminals um the visor like you mentioned is uh supposedly to uh protect him from uh the light it's too bright for him he can't handle it um but yeah he does uh he has uh energy power from his hands uh so his his power set's a little bit different he is super strong he is fast and uh you know can fly and is invulnerable like superman is but uh none of the vision kind of um uh powers uh and and instead of like heat vision he's got laser hands yeah lasers right um very kryptonian i mean he's very kryptonian he was referred to as the last son of krypton exactly um you know each each one of them uh each each one of the these these quote-unquote supermen uh took on the the personality or the moniker of of one of superman's like um um i don't know uh, nicknames or whatever so like you've got the man of steel you've got the metropolis kid or metropolis marvel uh you've got uh the last son of krypton and then finally Finally. you've got the man of tomorrow who is is the cyborg Superman, which in all honesty, when we're introduced to him, is most like our Superman. In fact, very intentionally is it pushed upon us that he is humble, that uh-huh. he is kind, that but that he has been rebuilt um, because of what 
the devastation of his of his battle with uh, Doomsday made a great deal of his body unsustainable. And so he was replaced with Kryptonian technology. Even so far as to say that he connects with Lois, she takes him to our very qualified Professor Hamilton. And Professor Hamilton vets and checks Superman, who he's been his, he's been his doctor. You know, I mean, yeah. he's got the samples and he verifies that this is Kryptonian technology. It's Kryptonian biology. Kryptonian biology. This is the guy. Yep. And and he's just he's he's got some memory loss. And Whitney, because he's I mean, if you were dead for the last few months, wouldn't you forget stuff? But the challenge that you have immediately as a reader is that you're like, wait a second, I've been following this this uh you know, the last son of Krypton, the visor guy, and he came from the Fortress of Solitude. So who built this guy? We haven't seen anything about any of that. And yeah. he ends up even like saving President Clinton. You know what I mean? <laughs> the the, the cyborg. You remember that? I forgot about that. <laughs> well, the first thing he did was he broke into Cadmus. Yeah. Oh yeah, he broke it. Yeah, he, he breaks right. into Cadmus and uh, and uh, gets Doomsday's body. They had they I guess they called dibs on Doomsday's body yeah. after uh, after the fight, and uh, he pulls him out and takes him up into orbit and lashes him to an asteroid and sends him out into deep space and with however with a tracker that he puts on him yeah to make sure that he never wakes up again just in case i'll know yeah you're just like this is everything superman would do this is this is our guy yeah something's off right a little bit you know and then he saves you know president clinton he's like i confirmed that this is the superman you know and that was you know it's just it's just a fun little storyline with all that but ultimately ah you're just not satisfied no i I don't want to say satisfied it's an epic storyline well like yeah this is not something's off here and i feel like well of course something's off you've got four four people who you're supposed to think well one of them's got to be superman right and and I, i felt like I remember thinking this even even as a kid, even reading through it, feeling like this reign of the Superman dragged on for so long. It did. I felt like it went on forever, and it and it is a long story. I don't know how many parts there are to it, um, but it goes on for several months. Oh my gosh, it it did. I mean, the graphic novels almost five hundred pages. Jeez, it's it's long. I mean, yeah. um. And I'm telling you, like there was, and it wasn't just, they had their own individual storylines, but then you started cross uh, crossovers. Well, cause you have to have them fight each other. Yeah. And they, and they did, you know, and you know, some of them were, were good, were steel, you know, because of Superboy's actions, a helicopter gets um, kind of a, gets as a casualty of a fight and a guy dies and steel kind of like talking to Superboy. You know, and kind of saying you're not thinking, you know, yeah. don't, don't get in this fight. You kind of have to spank the kid a little bit for he did. being an arrogant right. jerk. So that was good. But then you had this manipulation of Superboy where he's getting commercialized and he's having Lex Luthor trying to sign him. And somebody else tries to sign him for the rights to who Superman is. Yeah. You know, and they're going to you know, they're going to he's almost like the booster goal. <laughs> you know, he's he's going to start wearing bumper stickers all over, him. you know, but. That that's all happening. 
And then you have, you know, just this lowest, the lowest piece was heartbreaking because she has a very uh, sad conversation with uh, the visor Superman where he's just like, yep, I'm him. But Clark Kent's dead. So yeah. good luck. See ya. And she's just like grieving already. And then, and then that kind of slap. And then by the time the um, Cyborg Superman comes back, He's got the feel of Clark, you know, in his tempo and, and his, it, the way he is. And, and she's just confused. It's, it's heartbreaking. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. The only thing that I thought was kind of silly is, um, like I said, there was no indication that Superboy or, you know, uh, John Henry Irons, they, they weren't claiming to be him, right? But she was going through this, well, you know, steel, you know, <laughs> you know, he does seem like he's got Clark's. I'm just like, that's stupid. He's not. Yeah. He'll have to do it for everybody. Okay? Clark's consciousness did not transfer into his body. And that's this what is, she said. And yeah, that's what is, she was saying. Is this is it, not a Palpatine situation. This is right, right, right. So we do end up learning, um, and it takes a pretty quick twist um, with um, the Cyborg Superman in a way that, I don't know about you, but hit me. Uh, by surprise and that is the full destruction of coast city oh yeah i did not see that coming people you know are killed and decimated by the cyborg superman who intends to use this opportunity to blame the uh visor superman who is known to be as the eradicator and uh and then all the while build up his little empire and uh, why don't you share the story, uh, you know, the details as to what the real plot is. All right. So you've got the cyborg Superman. And, and yeah, you're right. That came out of left field. I did not see him being the bad guy at all. Like I, I didn't I didn't think, you know, obviously there had to be some kind of end game to this whole reign of the Superman thing. And that, you know, somewhere there was going to be some bad guy. Uh, yeah, some kind of final battle. I was thinking the four of them are going to join forces and right. have to fight Doomsday again. And then the real Superman's going to come back and, you know, everything's going to be fine. Right. But it turns out that the cyborg Superman is the villain of the story. And he has he has joined forces with an alien called Mongol, who has been a previous villain of Superman in the past. Uh, at one point, he was the lord and ruler over War World, which we saw, again, a year earlier in the Panic in the Sky storyline, but Mongol was dethroned years yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, when we, when we saw the Panic in the Sky and War World coming to destroy Earth, uh, Brainiac was the ruler of War World. Right. And so... Uh, you know, that's your that's sort of your backstory with Mongol. He is he is on a mission to recreate War World. Right. And and so he and the cyborg Superman intend to do that with Earth. They want to turn it into a mobile technological giant of a planet that can move throughout the galaxy and decimate worlds. And to be clear, Mongol is, you know. He is subjugated, you know, to, to Cyborg. Yeah, he is. He's not in charge. No, the yeah. Cyborg Superman is in charge. He Absolutely. kneels yeah, before he kneels. the this Cyborg. Is the, this is the guy who doesn't kneel, you know? 
Yeah, like, this is this dude's a, huge. He towers. He towers over Superman. And yeah, so he's it's like, we do not kneel. You know, the, the, this this is a guy who's like Hulk size. But yeah, he he takes a knee, um, and and the cyborg Superman is clearly the one in charge. Now tell me about Hank Henshaw. Hank Henshaw is the secret identity of this cyborg Superman. Now this is something that I didn't know. Uh, of course, at the time, this this was uh, a story that that took place before I began collecting comics. Um, but he is a creation of Dan Jurgens. Um, in in I, I don't know, I can't remember how early it was, but there's sort of a pseudo Fantastic Four kind of That's story. Exactly what it was, yeah. Where yeah. you've got uh, Hank Henshaw and three other astronauts. Uh, his wife is with him. You know, they're a married astronaut team and they've got two others who you know they go off into space they're on this mission and they're bombarded with cosmic rays just like the fantastic <laughs> four <a> yeah <laughs> except in this case it's a tragic story rather than the start of you know a, a great team of superheroes um the uh the thing character winds up becoming a monster who can barely hold his form and he dies pretty quickly um, I can't remember what happened to the the other guy. No, his wife, it, she. No, she she lives. She lives. She lives, and she doesn't really have. Does she have powers? I don't know that she does. I don't think so. But but I, you know, pretty much. I mean, he he uh, she goes crazy at the sight of him. Yeah. So so Henshaw. He loses his body, but he is a he finds he's able to manipulate technology and and basically create a robotic body for himself. And right. it drives her crazy and she winds up dying. And he blames Superman for that. So when he when when Superman fights Henshaw's consciousness in, in technology, he winds up uh, if I'm remembering this right, transferring his consciousness into a Kryptonian matrix and tossing it into the sun. I think it was actually the original, the original that it was, I, I believe the, the ship that he crashed in, right? Crashed him because it had his DNA in it, which is why, which is how he was able to do that. Right. So, so he was able to grow a new body using Kryptonian technology and Kryptonian DNA, Superman's DNA. Right. Um, and, and so from there, created his cyborg superman persona and the fact that he was able to do that uh the timing was just perfect for you know hey when, superman's dead now it's time for us to come in and take over the earth and you know while this is happening we are starting to get a little you know surprising thing that's happening at the um at the fortress of solitude um now i should also say there's been some things going on with the the uh, visor of Superman, who's known as the Eradicator, where he is having uh, challenges with his powers and his encounter with uh, Cyborg Superman and the realization of who he is uh, really just decimates him. You yeah, know? his body's destroyed. Right. And so um, and it's also important to understand that at some point he abandoned the body, the Superman corpse that he had taken over and had been reconstructed. This is one thing that I was, I was fuzzy on until I reread it before, uh, just, just a bit this week was, you know, I was thinking, wow, well, where did, where did the Superman in black, that's the real Superman that comes next, 
where did he get his body? And like it was, it had been formed, but it was that the eradicator had abandoned that body because it wasn't able to sustain him and that he got a new body from um, the matrix. And that's why when he's broken down and beaten and he comes back and he's all white haired and all that stuff, he doesn't look the same. You know yeah. what I mean? So the body well, ends up being there is, I mean, the Superman that we come to know, he does have his original body back. And just to explain a little bit, the, the eradicator uh, is for those of you who don't, who are not aware, the eradicator is actually a, um, a Kryptonian AI that uh, that was created by one of Kal-El's ancestors yeah. uh, to preserve Kryptonian culture. Kind of like Brainiac, but the Brainiac is, you know, more a computer AI thing. This this is like a, an alternate kind of a Brainiac. Yeah, really. I feel like in the animated Superman series, the Brainiac that we see in that series is basically the Eradicator. Yeah, they do. They kind of make it, but it is two separate ones in the comics. Yeah, but um, yeah, Brainiac yeah. is a different thing in, in the comics altogether. But in the in the comics, you've got the Eradicator, which is um, that's actually what created uh, Superman's Fortress of Solitude several right. years earlier, um, and and actually tried to take over Superman's mind, turning him into more of a Kryptonian uh, than than a human uh, or lost Earth. That battle, yeah, and so um, so the Eradicator uh you know again basically it's or his um existence hinges on trying to preserve kryptonian culture and kryptonian life and so so he is the one who's actually ultimately responsible for bringing superman the real superman back to life he is and the robots kind of let him feed his delusion um along the way too and they admit to that yeah. But ultimately they tell him this is really what it is. And he starts to remember, you know, as they tell him. But yeah, so they um so the we get this Superman that comes back that's wearing all black and he's got long hair by the end of it, you know, and um because it's the 90s, everyone's gotta have a mullet. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But he is definitely not up to full speed, but we know this is our guy. Yeah, it's not even a question. It's it's this is the guy. Because and we see an important uh, panel in uh, the issue after he comes back. So, so the issue he comes back is Man of Steel number twenty-five, and and we finally see him in the full like awesome black suit with the silver S. Yeah. He drops out of the uh, the Kryptonian battle suit there on the the coast of Metropolis, and uh, and and this is when Superboy is revealing to Steel and Lois and everybody that the cyborg is about to destroy metropolis like he destroyed coast city and right. and superman clark kent kal-el drops out and says metropolis over my dead body <laughs> that was so good yeah but then in the next one the the reason we we are able to know and the reason lois lane knows that this is the real deal is because they recreate that panel from superman number 75 where he tells her, remember, no matter what, I'll always love you. That same thing. And it's and it's a perfect recreation. And then and he kisses her and he's like, I'm out. You know, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he kisses her and he's like, gotta go save the day. Just like he did, really, if you think about it, just like he did when he kissed her and then he went to go fight Doomsday. 
he kisses her and he goes off and it's just like a, a recreation there. Um, <clears throat> and just a real side element, the cyborg had, uh, had um, captured Superboy and didn't intend to kill him, but rather test his powers, experiment on him, whatever the case is, but Superboy escapes. So um, because we find out that Superboy actually has additional powers, yeah. uh, he's he's got what uh, they refer to as um, 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 tactile telekinesis. Yeah, um, where he's able to, if he can touch it, he can basically disassemble something with his mind. Yeah, that's that's helpful. So well, so that's actually how he's able to escape. Like they had him tied to a rocket that was uh, yeah. being fired at Metropolis. Um, yeah, he, so he ends up saving. I mean, as they all go and and fight, and uh, you know, you've got basically, well, Supergirl's not going to listen to to Lex. Not we anymore. No, we don't know where she is either for for a, a little bit. But you got Superman, Superboy, Steel, and you got Superman's battle suit just kind of flying, walk, going solo with them. You know yeah. what I mean? And. and Two, we pick up that uh, there's a tie-in issue with Green Lantern because uh, yeah. Coast City it was Hal Jordan's yeah. uh, base of operations. So he's been out in space. He comes back, and his hometown and everybody he knows has been destroyed. Seven million people. Um, which is going to lead to another epic story that we can uh, – we can, come to at some other time but uh but that's that's going to have a huge effect on the character of hal jordan uh moving forward i know what you're talking about yeah 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 that's yeah yeah and and, and hal jordan naturally is never the same after yeah that. And, well i mean you you come you home from a, a space trip and you know your your hometown's gone that's i wouldn't it's gonna affect somebody could i possibly turn into an arch villain maybe maybe um <laughs> i so, would they go you already are you know I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's true so uh so anyway so they're fighting and this battle is a bit longer than it needs to be there's yeah, a lot it of stretches over fight. like what three four issues yeah it's a bit long but you've got you know some fighting mongol you've got some fighting the um you know and steel i have to say i was pretty proud of steel because um he and he gets his new name you know, from Superman, he's like, yeah, let's give you a new name. Let's just call him Steel. Yeah. So, um, but but he does a pretty good job fighting the cyborg, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> ultimately, though, you know, they fight. Mongol is defeated. And then the cyborg is uh, defeated. They know that they've not killed him. You know, they know that he is, you know, they're going to keep an eye out for him. He is kind of like a, uh, his engine is ruptured. And then he just like explodes. Or, or, well, so so here's so Superman has no powers, right? So he's right. he shows up in Metropolis, and he's he's basically powerless. He has to rely on John Henry for flight boots to be able to get back, get across the country with them to Coast City, and uh, and so he's powerless running right. through the the city and and trying to fight the cyborg, fight Mongol, and in the end. The cyborg uh, reveals that his engine city is powered by kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of course it is. <clears throat> yeah, of course it is. Yeah. And, and is yeah. somehow able to direct that giant kryptonite rock 
into a, a weapon of some kind that he shoots at Superman, thinking it's going to kill him again. But the, the eradicator comes back in the way and gets and, in the way. And that energy from the Krypton kryptonite transforms through the eradicator into, I guess, m- magical solar energy that gives Superman his powers, like full like set right of powers back, right then and there. He's back to, he's back to full speed. He's back to normal. And so then he punches a hole in the cyborg right and vibrates him. To the and point where he just shatters. Shatters, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so then, then at that point, you know, then they all go back, and then he's, you know, and then they have this little scene where, uh, you know, Superman's got his suit back, and ultimately, the real question you're going to have to ask, you know, because they have this great issue in the middle um, about Clark Kent, you know, and and uh, Clark Kent's dead. All right, so at this, yeah, point, he died during the attack with Doomsday. Uh, you know, because it's just like, where's Clark? Oh, he, you know, the rubble. Yeah, he, he got died. buried under a building while he was on assignment. So now what are you going to do? Well, this is, goes back to what I said. You know, you want to have a friend with a truck. You need to have a friend who can shapeshift because, uh, like, Supergirl <laughs> can. Because um, they have this uh, scene where, where in the rubble, trying to clear up the rubble, there's a voice, you know, that they find. And it's sure enough, the uh, bearded, long-haired Clark Kent. And Superman saves him under the rock. It's Superman saves him. So they had this photo with Superman and Clark Kent. And uh, and it turns out to be Supergirl. She she did that. They go back and, and that's the end. I mean, it's, it's a great, great storyline. I will say, you know, obviously, unless you're like a super geek like us, you're not going to go and probably grab these two things and read them. Um, if you happen to be related to me, it might be a nephew or a close cousin nephew type person in my life. Then I do recommend that you go and get the comics to read them because you're young and you should definitely do it. At least but, the death of Superman, because that is that part of it is to this day is still one of the biggest selling graphic novels. Oh yeah, so good. But you got to do the other one too because you you got to see those anyway. But I will say for anybody else who's interested, there is a I don't know how you felt about it, but I thought they did the best they could and they did it as well as you could uh, for the uh, reign of the Superman uh, movie they made. It's a it's a cartoon you know, movie and it had a lot well, of yeah. actor voices and it just it came out in 2019. It's on HBO Max. I well, they did they right. did the death of Superman, too. Yeah, they did both of them. Yeah, that's right. So it was, it was two movies back to back that came out. That uh, one, the first was was the death of Superman, and it it's almost as if um, you know, because because at that time when they were doing the animated features, um, they were doing them through uh, the lens of the New Fifty Two, yeah. um, and so these these movies, it's almost uh, showing us what the death of the death of Superman and the reign of the Superman storylines would have looked like. If it was if in, if they had done it during the new 52 run, which is good because you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's not going to be accurate to the comic books, it's definitely an adaptation, and that's okay. I, I have no problem, but with, it has to be because it's 25 years later. It is, yeah, it's a it's a different you, you've got to tell the story for the, the culture we're in now. You had Jerry O'Connell doing the voice, um, as uh, you know, Rebecca Remain, you know, she's in that too. If, if you don't remember her, she's she played the original. I um, don't remember her. I she know. was Mystique. 
and she's married to Jerry O'Connell. That's true. And she used to be married to um, Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse from Full House. Yeah, she um, was once upon a time Rebecca Romaine Stamos. But Rosario Dawson, who plays Ahsoka, um, she um, she was she did a voice in there too. Who did she do? Who was her voice that she did? I can't remember. I know more of the Justice League shows up in in the Death of Superman. Like and you notice the how they, they switched it to Dark Side, you know, which I thought was good. You know, they they changed it up. You know, didn't do the Mongol thing. Um, yeah, the those those are pretty good good ad, ad, adaptations. The um, a lot of a lot of those uh, animated DC movies are are very well done, much much better than the live action counterparts. I would say. I don't. I didn't. The only thing I didn't like because you know there's so much more about Doomsday later. That was a great storyline as to I I really enjoyed the the storyline as to how Doomsday came about in the comic books. Yeah. Which ultimately was he was Kryptonian created. And the way that they did the cloning, they would take the matter and they, I mean, it was like hardcore. It was a great storyline. But in the movie, they did it um, like he was created by Darkseid or something. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really like that very much. Cheapened it. Not, didn't cheapen it as much as the movie Batman versus Superman did. That cheapened it <laughs> way hardcore. Where he was created by Lex Luthor. Yeah. And, and that, and, and that wasn't even really Lex Luthor. That was some that was, abomination of Lex. But the rest of it, I think, was was pretty awesome. So now, um, getting into some of the tie-in stuff, did you ever read the novelization, "The Death and Life of Superman"? By Rod, Roger Stern did. Yes. Yeah. Love Fantastic book. book. Fantastic it's, book. It's a novel. So for those listening here, uh, if you're interested, you know, it's not a comic book, graphic novel that you'd see pictures. I mean, it is a book novel. And it's a great it's it's a great read. Really fleshes out a lot of the a lot of the background, a lot of the history. Um, you know, if, if you're reading the graphic novels, you know, there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of tie-in stuff that that has been happening in continuity that you're going to miss out on. But in the you know in the actual novel, you know, they're able to take time to kind of give that backstory of okay, what is the Cadmus project? Why is that important? Yeah um you know who is lex luther the second why is it important to know that he's actually lex luther the first yeah i i, I mean i really enjoyed i enjoyed that a lot you yeah know, it, was, it was really a great book i'm gonna read it again actually now that i because i you know i read all the comic books for us you know this this last week and i'm telling you i was just like i'm gonna read that book you know, i got it right here but i think the last time i i read it i'm i, I can see it it's on my shelf over here i i read it um Back when I was still living in North Carolina, I think I was maybe 2010, 2011, somewhere back in that era. Yeah. It's probably the last time I've, I've actually read read through it. But it's it, so that would that would only I've only read through it twice. But it's 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 a good book. It's worth the read. So that covers all that I wanted to talk about with it. But I will say, just again, my hat is off to Dan Jurgens for helping shape my childhood, Dan Jurgens. <laughs> I thank you, salute you. I drew so many Superman S symbols. I actually would take in this, I would, I would do, um, I would draw, I would have comfort beside it. And I would, I would draw line by line on, on certain pages, um, not tracing over it, but like beside it. And of course it was nowhere, you know, it, it wasn't great. It was awful. You know what I mean? But to me, it was just, I mean, that was the best 
Superman storyline ever for me. So and maybe we can get Dan Jurgens on the show sometime. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Yeah, at any time you want. Seriously, well, yeah. Call my give us a call. Uh, Shoot me an email. Find me on Twitter. I'm at Peckapalooza. For the for those interested as well, if you wanted to see beyond what happens to Doomsday and all that, there is a Superman Doomsday whole bunch of storylines um, about. Uh, him's he's floating off in space and he is alive and you see that even in these in this combo in the reign of superman um they had there was a scene where like a teaser a teaser but that does get flushed out and that has a great long storyline but um anyway peck palooza what do you think you think we did it justice i hope so yes fantastic story it is a fantastic story well listeners we would love to hear your thoughts if you're even aware of this uh, comic book uh, series or um, you know what you think about those um, or any, any other storylines of Superman that Superman that you uh, that you like um, so please definitely leave us comments and please also any reviews and likes following sharing all that fun jazz yeah if there's any other uh, comic book stories you want to hear us do a deep dive on let us know um you know obviously we've we've got to have some familiarity with it or or some kind of access to be able to uh to study it a little bit and you know sorry to say that we are both more uh dc folks than marvel so if if you're looking for a deep dive on um the uh the dark phoenix saga from x-men in the 80s uh you're gonna have to give us you're you're barking up the wrong tree (laughs) y'all Uh, wrong universe, but uh, but you know, we uh, we definitely love those stories. Um, and you know, not nothing against Marvel, we just happen to be DC folks growing up, and uh, those Marvel stories are definitely also you know, very, very well done, very well written uh, stories. And um, you know, challenge us, let us know if you want us to get into it, we can figure out a way to get into it, absolutely um all right well uh again if you are listening to this and uh you've enjoyed it be sure to share it with your friends tell your family um tell your enemies we we would love to have some more listeners we'd love to get your comments um anytime somebody leaves a comment for us we will be glad to read it on the show and uh and share your questions your thoughts um with with the rest of our listeners so absolutely uh as always uh wish you a great whatever it is wherever you are mm-hmm.